0: Two, two, two sweet wrestling podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Friday, January nineteenth, and this is episode three of the Two Sweet Wrestling Podcast. We got thoughts on the barbed wired massacre. My thoughts on John Cena and Undertaker a possible WrestleMania match between the two. The top five reasons why Broken Matt is better than broken Matt. Why? The Riot Squad and Absolution storylines have destroyed the women's division, and my thoughts on a surprising favorite for the Royal Rumble, possible spoilers there, I'm telling you now that there could be a possible spoiler there. Also, my NFL quick picks and my flashback Friday moment of the day. So, let's get right into this. First up, if you are listening on Podomatic, welcome, you can download the B podcast if you would like there's a download button you can hit the subscribe on itunes button if you want to subscribe on itunes feel free to listen on podomatic and feel free to download as it helps me climb up the ranks in sports and recreation on the sports and recreation category excuse me if you're listening on youtube hit that like button for your boy if you love wrestling and check out the page i'll leave the links for you down below so let's get right on into this First, we're going to start off with the Bob Wyatt Massacre, and Massacre it was, sheesh, Ohio versus Everything, OVE versus LAX, it was, it was a phenomenal match. Look, it started with a Ortiz Tope over the ropes, that set the match off, and then the match just completely broke down from there. And I, I was taking notes on this match, and at one point I just had to stop taking notes because so much was going on, I was missing everything. So after that we had a fork off with homicide and Sammy Callahan, which resulted in forks and foreheads, and that was just ri- ridiculously crazy. We had a we had Jake Chris get wrapped in barbed wire. Uh after that, just a ridiculous spot where homicide was caught in between Jake Chris, Dave Chris, and I think Sammy Callahan as well. They were just throwing chairs at him left and right, unprotected chair shots. And uh, just insane. We had alcohol get poured in wounds, open wounds that had to sting, and just spot after spot after spot where you said, Are you kidding me right now? Are you just kidding me? Homicide was suplexed, front suplex, through some barbed wire, and the match ended with a wooden skirt. I mean, Dave Chris had wooden skirts pushed through his head, and he got suplexed through the table for the one, two, three, and, man, let me tell you, this was just a phenomenal match just to watch. And I gotta tell you, the fact that, the fact that Pop said that it was too rough to show it to me, it kinda put me into a vibe of WCW Uncensored back in the 90s. They would say that these matches are too bad that, you know, we won't sign any contracts to, to these guys. So it'll just be an uncensored match, and so we're gonna put it on a pay-per-view. So that's what it made it feel like made it feel like we were on Twitch because the match was just too gruesome to show. They gave it a good vibe. I really liked it. Also, let me tell you this. The Twitch experience was really cool. I gotta say, it was really chill in there. Just a bunch of wrestling fans wanting to see a wrestling match, wanting to see LAX versus Ohio versus everything. I don't know what the final numbers did, but it got up to 10,000 at one point. Uh, the experience was great. Phenomenal. The match was great as well. It wasn't the most gruesome match of the year or of the past year because Lucha Underground had a match that was more gruesome, but it was one of the more gruesome matches of the year. Like it was like second to that match. I can't remember who it was in Lucha Underground. Dante box and Kill Shot, that's what it was it was second to that match as far as brutality go these guys put their bodies on the line it was a fantastic match and I enjoyed every bit of it so we're gonna move on here to John Cena and The Undertaker all the rumors are getting hot the arguments are getting hot too Uh, John Cena and Undertaker It's rumored that this is gonna be a match for Wrestlemania rumors flying everywhere that this could be a match for WrestleMania and there are people you know, talking about and arguing about should Undertaker even be in this match? Should he even do this match? I'm gonna get into that but first I'm gonna start with you know what last year we were here in these same rumors: as Giants vs The Undertaker, Cena vs The Undertaker and I was with it I was ready for it and then it all just got messed up because Apparently, Vince McMahon wanted Roman Reigns to get the push of retiring The Undertaker. So that was what it was. This year, we're hearing the same rumors, and you know what? People are discussing whether Undertaker retired or not. And I'm going to get into that as well. But I thought Undertaker retired last year. Definitely. And at some point from that ceremony all the way up until now, I don't know who... But somebody said, you know what? That match was too bad. We can't send Taker out like that. I don't know who did it, but that's just my opinion. Now, this is rumored. All these John Cena Undertaker rumors are rumored. Maybe he won't wrestle this year. Maybe he will. It's sad that, you know, maybe something will go down at that Raw 25 anniversary show. We'll see. But moving on, I thought last year was the perfect send off. Like he took off his robe, took off his hat, he left it in the ring. I thought it was great. You can't top it. And I don't see how he could have any more of a fitting send-off than he did last year. Now the match could certainly be better. John Cena could carry him to a better match. Certainly. The match could be better, but the send-off, I don't know how he can top that. He certainly has the right. Now some people get mad that they're saying that you know he retired last year he shouldn't take away from that great moment well you know wrestler retirements are kind of like boxer retirements they like to get back at it sometimes and Undertaker has the right to come back if he so wants to I have no problem with that but I thought the perfect send-off oh, excuse me not the perfect send-off I thought the perfect moment for him at this year's WrestleMania if I was if you gave me the book I should do a segment on that. Give me the book. If you gave me the book. I would have had Brock Lesnar and that Roman Reigns match that they want so bad. Lights go off. Lights come on. Undertaker choke slams both of them. Both of them for revenge for his WrestleMania loss. Lights go off. Come back on. Undertaker disappears out of the ring. Never appears again. That would have been perfect. 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 But here we are, and as to not. Her, the perfect send off that he had last year. I think they have a way out of this The The best way I think they have out of this is for him to come out in the biker gimmick. now I, I wouldn't want I, just me personally I don't want Undertaker to be Undertaker as his final match But it is what it is. This is a perfect way to get out under how he retired. He could say something like you know where I was as the Undertaker, it just wasn't good enough. I started to lose WrestleMania matches, and now I'm back as Biker Undertaker, and I'm ready to win. So that'd be perfect to get from under that, but I will say this, I take a better win. If you evince John Cena, who doesn't need a win at WrestleMania, who's already a made man, who doesn't... Need to need a win over the Undertaker. I mean what good that's that dude John he has been in this thing 15-16 years. He doesn't need a win. This is Undertaker's last match. It's coming against a part-timer. Undertaker better win. He better win if they're gonna do this match. So we're gonna move on here. We're gonna talk about the get into the top five reasons why broken Matt Hardy is better than broken Matt Hardy. Alright, first up, we're gonna start with. Look, Woken Matt Hardy is not organic. I have my problems, if, and I have a prior YouTube video to this. I have my problems with this character appearing in WWE, period. Because I felt that, you know, it just wouldn't have that same mystique, that same energy, that same power that it had in Impact Wrestling. And my number five reason is that it's not organic because in Impact Wrestling when Broken Matt came along that wasn't a thing to where we were expecting it. We thought that okay he's this now so this is going to take off as big as it's, as it took off. The only people who had that in mind were Matt Hardy and Jeremy Borash and whoever else was working with it. It organically became one of, not even one of, one of the the best act in all of wrestling over time it took an organic build to that point with Woken Matt it's kinda like we've seen this before and they're trying to get to that point so it's not an organic build to it number four the theme music is not as the Woken Matt's theme music, theme music in WWE is not as good as it was in Impact Wrestling I don't have a problem necessarily with the theme music that they have for him now It's just that the theme music in Impact Wrestling was much, 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 much better to me The classical version of the piano would come on and the fans would just erupt And I just don't get that feeling with it now Moving on to number three Matt Hardy is just not as big a focus in WWE as he was in Impact Wrestling Sure they are going to give him a spot in WWE they're going to put him in storylines but he's on the back burner as it pertains to WWE in my opinion with Raw and Bray Wyatt as they continue to put Bray Wyatt on the back burner for everything but this whole Woken Matt thing is on the back burner they're not doing they are not doing a whole lot with it they're giving it time so I give them credit there but Broken Matt in Impact Wrestling was the focus of of the program. No matter who was the champion, they just put a lot into that thing. That's what made it great. That's what made it big. That's what got it over. Moving on to number two, this feels like a store brand version of Broken Matt. Look, you know how you if you taste Fruit Loops and you've tasted Fruit Loops again and again and again and again, you can't go down to the store brand version Fruity O's and expect to get the same flavor. It just doesn't taste the same. And that's what we got with Woken Matt. We have this gimmick and he's trying his best but it's just not the same. I saw the glory of Delete or Decay. The glory of Final Deletion with Jeff Hardy. You just cannot top those moments. You cannot top the things he was doing. Senor Benjamin. Vanguard One, Just everything. It just feels like a store brand generic version of Broken Matt. So moving on to number one. There is no Jeremy Borash there and Matt Hardy does not have full creative control. When he was in Impact Wrestling he had full creative control. And he had Jeremy Borash working with him and they did some phenomenal things together. They went all out on that character and it worked I don't think WWE is gonna go all out in this character and I don't think that look it's, it's connecting with, with some of the fan base and look if you enjoy it you enjoy it I'm fine with that people should enjoy things in wrestling but as for a person that saw impact wrestling and broken mad coming up from nothing that got clowned to everything that was the biggest thing in wrestling I'm just not buying this broken mad gimmick I gave it some time I'm just not buying it. Hopefully, it plays out. Hopefully, it gets better, but I'm just not feeling it at the moment. So, moving on, here we are going to move on to why the Riot Squad and Absolution storylines have killed the women's division. So, when they debuted Absolution Riot Squad, everybody was excited about it. I was excited about it. You know, it was something new. Everybody gets excited about something new. But the problem with all of this is that WWE has burned through two storylines with that could, could have been told through the course of months. And they bought they burned through it in one month. Absolution debut like in the I think it was in November 11th, or at best in the middle of November. They had the rosters. They they took out Absolution in the Rod squad. Took out the rosters. They beat down everybody. To which I knew that was bad right then and there because what else are you gonna do? You beat down everybody. They had they beat them down, and then they had the rosters. WWE had the women's rosters fight back within the course of a month, and. They had the roster fight back. Usually, you tell that storyline of the over the course of three, four months, five months until the roster fights back. But the problem with all of this is that they rushed all of these storylines for the Women's Royal Rumble. The only thing they had in mind, they didn't have the mind, they didn't, they didn't have the mind of beefing up the women's roster. They just had the mind of let's get this Women's Royal Rumble together and let's just throw it together any way possible. And that has completely hurt the storylines and matches on Raw and SmackDown. Like I see a lot of people complaining about the six women tag matches and the fact that we're having these same old singles matches with two people on the outside. And I'm just sitting there saying that that's their fault. They have nothing else left to do. Nothing outside and just do that because they've run through all the storylines that they could and to be honest I'm gonna feel very bad for one of these rosters after Royal Rumble because only one roster can win the Royal Rumble, one person from one roster can win the Royal Rumble and then the other person, other roster, excuse me, is gonna be left over with these storylines that have been burned through within the course of a month or two. So They've really rushed these storylines. I'm not as excited for the women's Royal Rumble as I thought I would be, strictly because of this fact. Nobody's been built greatly going into this Royal Rumble. The most exciting thing I would say is I like to see who comes back. You know who they what are the surprise uh, debuts or surprise returns in the Royal Rumble. I like to see that, but. At the end of the day, one person is going to win it. It better be Asuka. At this point, that look, it better be Asuka at this point. Nothing else will do. Whoops. I don't. wouldn't have a problem with any of the other women, but they've built Asuka into this machine, so why stop now? Build all the way to WrestleMania into the title. So, moving on, and speaking of the Royal Rumble, on my final topic, and look, This is POSSIBLE SPOILER WARNING ALERT here. POSSIBLE SPOILER WARNING ALERT. I read a story and it's not that I was looking for the story at all. It just hit me like a lot of spoilers have just been hitting me that I like to stay away with. Will this one happen? I'm not sure. But there's a new betting favorite to win the Royal Rumble. His name, possible spoiler warning, is Daniel Bryan. So, you know, there's this guy, spokesperson, excuse me, for odds checker, George Elick, who commented on the situation of putting Daniel Bryan as the betting favorite for the Royal Rumble. He said, fan favorite Daniel Bryan has seen a plethora of attention, despite apparently not being medically clear to compete. There may be something in this story, but he says that they have sources claiming that the storyline between Brian and Shane will will result in a win for Daniel Bryan in some way or fashion. So, there's a lot going on here. If we were to think that Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon would play out in a match I would think that the title wouldn't be involved Although maybe they find a way to turn Shane Hill And Daniel Bryan gets the title somehow And they do something, they get the title somehow Daniel Bryan gets it Maybe, maybe not We will see on that front But I know this If they do have Daniel Bryan in that Royal Rumble He better win it Or the person who does win it is going to get booed. Point blank period. It's going to be another Roman Reigns situation. Now. For my money. If I'm betting on it today. I don't think Daniel Bryan participates in this Royal Rumble. Because. WWE has been steadfast with Daniel Bryan for quite a long time. About him not participating in wrestling activities. Their doctor didn't clear him. And for that point along with the lawsuit and whatnot, I don't think they're going to clear Daniel Bryan, I don't think there's any way that they clear him Now is there a question that Should he wrestle? At this point If Daniel Bryan says that he has doctors, his own doctors, clearing him From UCLA or from wherever Then if he believes that then nobody can stop him Because at some point he's going to get out of his WWE contract and if he has doctors that's clearing him, someone will take him along and make massive money as they clear him to wrestle. So this is, this is it's an interesting situation. I don't want to see anything happen to the guy. I don't want to see the guy get hurt, but I saw this. The spoiler just got popped up into my face. Just, I hate that. But it is what it is. I've seen it now, and it was just a shock of the world to me to see that even being considered. We'll see how it happens. I tell you what, if I don't get my Nakamura AJ Styles match with WrestleMania, then something better happen. I better get something crazy that comes along, and something better happen. I don't know what's gonna go down, but the Royal Rumble just got really interesting, and already really was interesting. I'll be paying attention to it. And we'll see how it plays out. So that's it for the wrestling topics. We're going to get into the NFL Quick Picks right now. We have the Patriots and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Patriots are eight-point favorites. That's a lot in a conference championship game. But it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. And look, I said the Jacksonville Jaguars wouldn't win last week. I said that the defense was better than the Steelers' offense, I really believe that, and look, they got it done last week, it's Tom Brady this week, look, I I don't think they get it done against Tom Brady, Blake Bortles, I don't think he gets it done against their defense, New England never really has a great defense, but they always have a steady, solid defense, I think New England pulls out the victory here, we had the stories about Tom Brady and his injured hand, we'll see how that plays out. But I think the Patriots going on going to pull out the victory in Foxborough. I think the moment will be too big for Blake Bortles. And it won't be a runaway because Jacksonville has a great defense. I'll go with the Patriots. 23-20. to Moving on to the NFC side of things. We have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my saints. I said that it would be... Will Lutz winning the game on a field goal. I don't remember the score. I think I had 2017. I didn't even go back to look to see what the final score was for the Saints and the Vikings. I don't care to ever look what the final score was ever in the history of football ever again. But we have the Vikings and the Eagles coming up. Vikings are three-point road favorites. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to pull it out here. But the key to the game is that the Minnesota Vikings are gonna to have to start fast. Case Keenum is not a quarterback that I think will lead the Minnesota Vikings back. If, if Philadelphia jumps out on Minnesota early, then I don't like Minnesota's chances, but in this game, I think that the Minnesota, in the way that they won, they had a miracle win. They're gonna come out hyped up, ready to win this game. They're gonna be the better team, they have the better defense, and they're gonna jump out on the Eagles first, get a big lead. And I don't think Nick Foles brings the Eagles back. Eagles win a tight one. And certainly not a high scoring one. I'm going go to go 17-14 to in this one. That will set up a Minnesota Vikings New England Patriots Super Bowl. How weird is that? So that's it for my NFL Quick Picks. I'm going to get to my Flashback Friday moment of the day. It is Kevin Nash. Ray Mysterio. The Lawn Dart Incident incident into the trailer the throw into the trailer this was very funny July 29th, 1996 check it out if you haven't, I'm pretty sure you have by now, I have heard about it by now, Kevin Nash throws Rey Mysterio into the trailer like a lawn dart really funny, I just watched it today and I laughed like I did the first time I saw it, very funny and that's the flashback Friday moment of the day, this is episode 3 of the two hey, Wrestling Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you again next week.